Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to be here with you on the broadcast and appreciate you tuning in to the show. I want to thank the man Shamarco Thomas for being on the broadcast here just a moment ago. Shamarco Thomas of the Syracuse Orange History as well as with the Pittsburgh Steelers and most recently the Buffalo Bills after a short stint with the New York Jets. Somebody who is an inspiration, and if you could listen to that and not be inspired, I don't really know what type of person you are because he is uh, an inspiration, hardworking guy, good guy, and I truly appreciate all his time that he puts into his craft, and I appreciate how he treats you know, others and how he treats the task at hand and, and how everything is going on. So, you know, I, I really do. I think that he's somebody that I don't think I know that he's somebody that really should have all good things in his life for him and his family. So big ups to Shamarco Thomas and thank you to Shamarco for being a part of the broadcast. And I appreciate it as always, as Shamarco knows that. So, and it was also cool to kind of hear his connection to Antoine Cordy and the funny part of it, and like you heard in the interview, is the fact that, you know, I've compared in my mind him and Antoine Cordy, so that's kind of interesting. And here on the line with us right now as we continue here in the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. It is time to get into the final eights of the NFL, and that is the NFL's divisional round. On Saturday, January 13th, Atlanta will take on Philadelphia in Philly. Tennessee will take on New England in New England. And on Sunday, January 14th, I will be on site covering the Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And New Orleans at Minnesota will round out the final eight of the NFL's 32 teams who will decide who is going to be the final four. The last two remaining in the NFC and the last two in the AFC all will be figured out this weekend inside the NFL. And with that being said, it's time for Fantasy Football Friday, and on Fantasy Football Friday, I am proud to connect this with you, with your fantasy lovers, as well as those of you that love the sport of football in general. We are here today, Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com, and myself, Dan Satora, to discuss with you the divisional round of these four games. Mike, how you doing today? Awesome. How you doing? Doing very well. And in this segment, proudly presented to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. It is the home for all your fantasy watching. You got two games, like I said, on Saturday, January 13th, and two on Sunday, January 14th. And on Saturday, we have a 4.30 and an 8.15. Sunday, a 1 and a 4.40. So plenty of football to get in and, and relax. And if you're up here in the north, you're heading out to the Wildcat Sports Pub and probably getting there for the first game and staying there all throughout the second one as well because the weather's supposed to be a little bit dicey here this weekend. So make sure you get in early and relax at the Wildcat Sports Pub. Mike and I are going to run through these pretty quick for you here today as we are expecting ice and all types of fun stuff in Central New York, and this man has to get on the road and get to Pittsburgh. So Atlanta at Philadelphia on the other side of Pennsylvania. What do you have for this one, Mike? This is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a bigger defensive game than I think people realize. The matchups just bode well for a defensive struggle. It should be a, a close game, I think, but I think it's going to be Falcons. But, you know, when you're playing daily or, or, or if you're in some sort of weird contest here at the end of the year, um, 
you know, you're not going to really see a lot of value out of the quarterback position, I don't think. I got Matt Ryan ranked as the number four quarterback this week, and Nick Bowles is bottom of the barrel. And, you know, the, the value in this game looks to me to be at running back and receiver, whereas, you know, you're going to want to look at the usual suspects, Devontae Freeman. Uh, Tevin Coleman has been inconsistent as of late, and that's been just game situation, I think, more than anything. And I, I think Julio Jones is somebody you can – you could really count on, though. I think this is a guy who's going to – they're going to have to throw the ball there. And I think they're going to make some some targets to Julio Jones available. And I think that uh, the Eagles, on the receiving side, the only guy you can really count on, really count on, is Zach Ertz. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, I got him ranked number eight this week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, number 10. You know, Nelson Aguilar has been playing a lot better out of the slot. So it looks like you could find some value there, but – I think the biggest value is in the running back on Julio Jones in this game. Yeah, you know, for this one, for me, I tend to agree when you look at Atlanta's side. You know, I've been saying for weeks throughout the season that Matt Ryan is a one-touchdown, one-interception, or one-touchdown, no-interceptions type of play each week. He's going to get you one score through the air, and that's really all he's been doing consistently. And I want to take a look really quick here at Matty Ryan's numbers and what he's been putting up. You look at uh, at the beginning of the season, it was one touchdown, one, then two, one, 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 two, 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 one, zero, one, 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 one. So he's been very consistent with that one touchdown and in the playoffs one as well. So he has gone five straight games with just one touchdown, and that's how he's been playing. He's minimized his interceptions in those games, but Maddie hasn't been flashy when it comes to getting the ball out and into the end zone through the air. A lot of this has been on the back of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. So I think Devontae's the best play, then Tevin, if you're looking at running backs. But it's Devontae, in my opinion, in order, Devontae, Julio, Tevin, Matt Ryan is how I kind of look at things. Mohamed Sanu, not a bad play as well. On the other side of it, and then injury-wise, just to make any notes here, there's really nothing for me to give you for Atlanta, but for Philadelphia... Darren Sproles obviously continues to be on injured reserve, and he will not be ready for this, obviously. And there's really nobody else outside of that. For Philadelphia, you know, I think, I honestly believe, and and I know I've talked to a lot of Philly fans this week that don't feel good about anything, but I am going to go with Nick Foles and the Eagles in this game. I think playing at home, playing in Philadelphia, I know that Atlanta is that team that's a pain in the butt to play in the playoffs. I know that they're starting to get hot right now. And I know that there's a lot to be said about where this team is at in this moment in time. But with that being said, I think, you know, Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, there's a ton of talent on this team. Elshon Jeffrey, there's a lot of guys that can get out there. I think LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Clement, Jay Ajayi, there's, there's so much in Philadelphia that if Nick Foles can manage this game and hand the ball off and they can get some things going – I think Philadelphia can hang with us. And don't forget, Nick Foles can throw touchdowns. I know he hasn't looked pretty lately, but he is not incapable of doing a good job, and he is a guy that can get some things done. I know he's been quiet, but he had that four-touchdown game. It was against the Giants, but still, it was nice to see him go out there and kind of air it out and see what he could do. So Atlanta's defense is better, so Philadelphia is going to have a lot to handle in this one, but I'm going to give Philly the slight edge I think in fantasy, the edge goes to Atlanta, but in reality, I'm giving the slight edge to Philadelphia, and you know Zach Ertz, uh, I think, is the best bet. Nelson Aguilar is, is a lower end for me, 
behind him or behind Zach Ertz, I would say Elshon Jeffrey more so. And then, you know, when you look at the running game, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But, you know, Corey Clement hasn't been bad, and I wouldn't be surprised if he could catch something out of the backfield and make it happen. But I think this is more of a receiver's game for Philly and fantasy and a little bit of receiving and rushing for Atlanta. Next one up that Mike and I have on Saturday's docket is Tennessee at New England. Thoughts on this one? Find tremendous fantasy points, and you're going to find tremendous fantasy value. This is my DFS play of the weekend. Here is to go ahead and take Marcus Mariota. Now I know he had a a lucky week last week with that bad pass getting deflected back to him. He made a tremendous athletic play on, but the rushing offense for Tennessee and Derrick Henry is going to allow Mariota, who also rushes the ball well, they're going to allow him to open things up, and I think that they may be playing from behind, so Mario's going to also be forced to throw the ball. So this is a sneaky play because he's more affordable than like five or six other quarterbacks in FanDuel or DraftKings, whichever way you go. So if you can find value there by taking him, you can spend money elsewhere. Like you could spend more on a receiver like a Brandon Cooks, who's who's probably going to light up that Tennessee secondary. So I think the rush offense versus... New England, and Tennessee's ability to have to play from behind is going to be, uh, listen to me, ability to play from behind. They're going to be playing from behind, so Mariota's going to rack up some points. So go ahead and get you some Mariota and spend money somewhere else. That's the value pick of the week for me. Now, of course, Tom Brady is the number one quarterback, but you're going to pay for him as a number one quarterback. He will probably light it up this week against Tennessee. He'll play, I wouldn't doubt three touchdowns, 300 yards. This is a guy who, if you want to go that route, that's probably a smart play. But the risky play and the play that I think you're going to be more successful on in the long run is taking a Mariota and then going elsewhere and spending the money. You know, looking at the, the running back situation, like I said, Derrick Henry was able to run all over the Chiefs last week. He looked pretty good doing it as the premier back, the one guy they were counting on. And, well, he made it happen when his number was finally called on again to, to run solo here. They're starting to pick up the pace in Tennessee. Deion Lewis on the other side, but, you know, he may have to split time with a Rex Burkhead and maybe even a James White who may come back this week as well from injury. So that could be a three-headed monster, and they were really satisfied with James White and Rex Burkhead catching the ball out of the backfield, which is what Deion Lewis has been able to do the past couple weeks. So that might turn into a three-headed monster, or like we know from New England, one guy will get six touchdowns and then he'll be bagging groceries at Kroger next week. So uh, you look at the receivers, though. Brandon Cooks is the guy I really like in this game. I think he can stretch the field. I think he's good for a long touchdown and plenty of yards in this game. That may open things up for Chris Hogan, who should be back. And on the other side of the ball, being they're going to have to throw the ball, you're going to have to respect the receiver. You may find value in taking a Richard Matthews. He's only the number 14 receiver I have, but right behind him is Eric Decker, and right behind him is Corey Davis. So all those guys are about equal. So maybe on a bottom end, a third receiver, especially like in a PPR league in DraftKings, you might be able to get some value out of one of those guys. Unfortunately, it's going to be like a crapshoot. It's going to be like, oh, well, this is the one out of the three, and I got lucky and picked the right one. But, of course, Gronkowski, that's the guy you always want to have. If there's a way to fit Gronkowski on your DFS team, go ahead and do it, but I think you might find value elsewhere, but gosh, I, I, I really want to say he's going to get at least a touchdown or two and probably 100 yards. 
Yeah, you know, for this one, with the, with the fact that, you know, when you look at fantasy-wise, the, the fact that Marcus Mariota is going to have to, in this game, do everything almost perfect. He's going to have to run the ball. He's going to have to pass the ball. We have another week without DeMarco Murray and that, that two-headed back that seemed to look pretty good, especially late in the season for Tennessee, just isn't working out. I mean, throughout the year, DeMarco did some good things, and Derrick Henry was able to come on and help out last season, but it's been Derrick Henry or bust this time around. I think Derrick Henry is a good play in Delaney Walker. I also, you know, I think with Marcus Mariota, I have to agree with Mike and piggyback off the fact that he's going to have to be the guy that's doing everything out there on the field. And if he's playing from behind, he's going to air it out. He's going to try a bunch of different things, run for first downs and whatnot. So, you know, I think that he's not a bad play for you in this one. Obviously, obviously Tom Brady on the other side has value. And so does Deion Lewis. Brandon Cooks starting to find his place here. So you could look at some value with that and Gronkowski as well. As far as the injury report goes, it's really funny to me that all these guys have out designations next to them, even though they're questionable for the games. So, you know, Patriots doing their trickery once again. James White is questionable at at running back. Rex Burkhead and Mike Gillisley are all questionable. Chris Hogan does not have an injury designation, yet he says out on this status. So I don't know what the Patriots are trying to do here, but expect Chris Hogan to be out there too. He's another fantasy kind of sneaky pick for you. And Malcolm Mitchell returned to practice after being on injury reserve. So in my opinion, you know, I, I like the three in Tennessee that I mentioned. And on the other side of it for the Patriots, I think it comes down to your Brandon Cooks, your Rob Gronkowski's, your Chris Hogan's, and then Deion Lewis and Tom Brady. There's a lot of fantasy value in this game, and there's a lot that's going to be going on. Mike and I will take a quick, fast break and come back with more in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to bring you this portion of the broadcast inside the morning menu with the Fantasy Football Friday that you have been having every single week with Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com and myself, Dan Tortora of WakeUpCallDT.com, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub 3680. Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, your home for watching all of your games this weekend. 
And I see all different types of jerseys in there. You could see any team from any city anywhere inside of Central New York and the Wildcat Sports Pub. So go in, enjoy yourself, and enjoy this weekend. Mike and I have covered Saturday's games, which is half of the AFC and half of the NFC. Now we jump into the game that I will be on site, on hand for covering. And by the gracious God, I want to thank him first and foremost. And then I also want to thank the Jacksonville Jaguars organization for giving me the pleasure of covering the team for over the past nine years on site. And just, you know, I really do appreciate the opportunity to continue to follow the NFL playoffs for the first time ever covering the wild card and now the divisional round. So it means a lot to me, and I appreciate it very much. And with that preface being stated, we now jump into Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Thoughts on this one, Mike? I think whoever wins the rushing attack in this game has a tremendous opportunity to win the game, and I think that advantage may tilt Jacksonville's way simply because I think Jacksonville's more capable of stopping Le'Veon Bell than Pittsburgh is in stopping Leonard Fournette. Now, I have those guys one and two, and actually I have Bell ranked higher, but I think there's an opportunity for Jacksonville to stuff the run. Now, Le'Veon Bell's a patient runner. He should be able to do some things that not many other running backs can do, and that's run all over Jacksonville. And it's been done, but... You know, it, it, it hasn't been done every week. It's not week in, week out. And Jacksonville is pretty consistent, one of the top defenses in the league. Now, if you go Le'Veon Bell's way, you're going to have to pay for him. So you might find a little more value in Fournette. So I think Fournette might actually be the smarter play in daily leagues here. And and you know what? I think they're going to be able to pass the ball. I think they're going to have to pass the ball at some point on both sides. And I don't know who to count on. They say Anthony, Antonio Brown is going to be uh, healthy and ready to go. I don't know how much of that is true. I don't know how if he's going to be on a snap count. I don't know if he's 100% healthy or not. I don't trust any of that right now. But you can't argue what Antonio Brown does. When Antonio Brown's on the field, he's arguably one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the game. However, on the other side of the ball, Jacksonville, well, they just, or Saxonville, as I should say, just happens to have some of the best defensive backs and some of the best rushers, some of the best defensive line, linemen, outside linebackers, guys that can pressure the quarterback in the league, and they were able to frustrate Ben tremendously through five interceptions, and at the end of the game, Ben's talking about he doesn't know if he has it anymore. Now, he says that was all tongue-in-cheek and in jest, but I think it was out of frustration because he didn't expect to see that from a young, dynamic uh, it looks like it could be a dynasty-type defense that they built through the draft and free agency very smartly. Everyone is hit. And that's hard. To, you don't normally see that. When they bring in a free agent or two, usually one or two of them doesn't hit. When they draft guys high up, usually one or two of them doesn't work out. Looks like just about every one of their top picks here on defense and every one of these free agent things, free agent moves, they've been able to come in and meld together to a powerful defense. And you can see these guys really play together. It doesn't matter how bad the offense does. It doesn't matter if Blake Bortles throws an interception or if they're three and out. They go out there and they take care of business. And if they have to score, they will. And that could be the difference in this game. I actually like Jacksonville in this game. I actually like for them to win straight up. And I think that if you're looking for the, the biggest value play here, I think you might go with a surprise guy, maybe a D.D. Westbrook or maybe a Keelan Cole, who may be able to get something done because – you know, they're going to have to do both. They're going to have to run and pass. But you know what? Helping out Antonio Brown is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster, and I like him a lot in DFS. So the problem is is you may overpay for some of these guys when you compare them to other guys. 
I got Juju Smith-Schuster ranked as a number seven receiver, so take that for what it's worth. There may be a surprise guy that may come up. We may see a Mercedes Lewis or a Vance McDonald. So if you're desperate and you need a low-end, affordable, or cheap tight end, maybe a Vance McDonald or a Mercedes Lewis gets it done. It always seems that in a tight game with a bunch of all-star players, it's always that no-name guy that scores the first touchdown or that no-name guy that catches the game-winning pass. So look out for that. Yeah, you know, and, and that exactly happened against Buffalo. Ben Koyak, the backup tight end, was the one that caught that touchdown. There was a separation in the game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Mike is absolutely right. Fantasy-wise in this, would start with Jacksonville. I always start with the roadside. You know, in this matchup, I like Leonard Fournette in this. Uh, Leonard Fournette was able to do some good things. I want to go back to that Buffalo game, or Buffalo game. I want to go back to the Pittsburgh game that they had early on this season and take a look at how both teams. Now, between the two of them, there were six interceptions and no passing touchdowns. Speaking on Blake Bortles and Ben Roethlisberger in that 30-9 victory by the Jaguars on the road earlier on this season, five games into the season, this being the fifth game for them and for the Steelers, who had the same record at the time of 3-2. and two. Remember that the Jaguars were very close to taking second place and have a first-round bye in home field in that situation from the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Pittsburgh did enough, and Jacksonville faltered in the last two weeks. So it was a very close line all the way down to the wire between the two of these teams. Ben Roethlisberger throwing five of the six interceptions in this game. Leonard Fournette had two touchdowns and 181 yards. Now, mind you, Le'Veon Bell was in this game and was involved. Antonio Brown had 157 yards in this game. Le'Veon Bell had... 93 cumulative yards between receiving and rushing the ball in this one as well. So just keep that in mind. It's not it's not that Jacksonville beat them 30 to 9 because Ben wasn't there, or Le'Veon wasn't 100% or Antonio Brown this or Juju Smith that. They were all playing in this game. It was the Jacksonville defense that helped to slow down everybody. So, I like Leonard Fournette in this one. Uh, I like the Jags defense. I like to, you know, I, I would like to say that uh, a Keelan Cole or a Mercedes Lewis or a Ben Koyak or James O'Shaughnessy. When you look at the tight ends, I think one of the tight ends for Jacksonville is going to score. And Mercedes is somebody to look to in this one. But O'Shaughnessy is also another person to look at. Uh, Keelan Cole as well is somebody who I would consider in this matchup because that comfort level with Blake Bortles has increased over time and their timing was just a little bit off as of late here. So you look to see if they have locks in and, and set up some things for their future here. Uh, Jadon Mickens, their punt returner, he's another good sneaky guy that you can get some value for. And he is questionable with a hamstring injury, but he's been a hell of a player with a hell of a story of sleeping in his car, not knowing if, not knowing if he would keep the job in Jacksonville to where he is right now, fully involved in the team's success over the past few weeks. So Big ups to him for that. So there's some value with Jaguars receivers that you could probably get relatively cheap. Leonard Fournette is a definite play for me. On the other side of it, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster are your best bets. I kind of stay away from the quarterbacks in this one, but you know, Blakey, Blake might have a, a Russian touchdown in this one, but I don't expect this to be overly pretty. I know how everybody says that was week five. It was such a long time ago, but the Jaguars have the blueprint on how to beat the Steelers, and they know how to do it in Pittsburgh. So they have to stay the course, know what they did before, and continue to attack and don't let the fact that this is the playoffs 
put any type of different air around you. It's a game, just like it was in week five, and you got to go out there and play it again. I have the Jaguars winning this one. Final game that we have, Mike and I, is New Orleans and Minnesota. I think either team that comes out of this matchup, in my opinion, whoever comes out of this one's going to the Super Bowl. I really honestly believe that whoever comes out of this one is going to the big dance, the big show, because New Orleans is sneaky and Minnesota, they're just damn good. And their defense is right there with Jacksonville. New Orleans at Minnesota, what do you have, Mike? Yeah, I think you're onto something there. You know, wouldn't that be something for Minnesota to be the first hometown team to your hometown, meaning the team hosting the Super Bowl to go to the Super Bowl? That would be awesome. You know, I I, I like the Saints a lot. I really do. I thought they were gonna make a a, a run here, and they still could. It's just you got to go to Minnesota, and that's a tough place to play in. And you know, I, I don't know if you've listened to the game. If, if you listen to that game, turn the sound up. If Minnesota gets on a roll, you'll get tired of hearing that stupid Minnesota horn that every time somebody does something, it gets on my nerves. But, you know, it's good. It's great. And that you know what? That That's frustrating if you're on the field as a defensive guy and you keep hearing that stupid horn. And that's, that's where the difference is going to be is in the Vikings rushing offense. You know, since week eight, Latavius Murray has gotten more touches than just about everybody in the NFL outside of three other running backs. So he's been number four in touches. So if you if you take that versus a middle-of-the-pack Saints rush defense, guys like Manti Teo can't seem to make tackles. Craig Robertson struggling against the run. That bodes for Minnesota to run it, even though they don't have Dalvin Cook, even though AP has been long gone. Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon have been getting it done, and at times it looks like one was going to overtake the other, much like on the other side of the ball with Kamara and Ingram. But this is a little bit different. Minnesota's going to be more able to run the ball against that middle-of-the-pack New Orleans defense, and I think New Orleans may have trouble running the ball like they did last week. Yeah, you have Alvin Kamara. He can throw it. He can catch the ball. So can, so can uh, Mark Ingram. Well, they're both supposed to be running the ball as well, and when they didn't, when they weren't effective, you saw Drew Brees kick back in and take over the game. Well, that may not happen this week because that Minnesota defense is tough. You know, offense lights up the board. Offense gets you to the playoffs, but defense wins championships. And that's going to be the difference in this game. It's going to be all Minnesota. You may take a Kyle Rudolph as a bargain tight end in this one in DFS. You may look at the wide receivers for either team to get medium, like wide receiver two type numbers. I'm talking to Michael Thomas and Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Any one of those guys are capable of putting up wide receiver one numbers, but don't count on more than wide receiver two numbers. And then, like I said, the value is going to be at running back. I think Latavius Murray is an excellent take, an excellent pick for DFS this week. Defense wins championships. Look for Minnesota to go on. Yeah, you know, I think that this is going to be, you know, and it's funny how you save the best for last type of opportunity. You know, I think, in my opinion, that this is going to be a very, very phenomenal game. I think it's a game that could be very close and down to the wire. But as much as I think New Orleans is sneaky, as much as I think if they made it to the Super Bowl this time around, who in the hell would know in this situation? But at the same time, I am, I, I really honestly believe that this is going to be the game that Minnesota will take one step closer to playing a Super Bowl at home. As good as the Saints are, as much as they have. Now listen, fantasy value-wise, you know, Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram typically are the guys to go to. 
They only had 45 yards against Carolina's not-so-great defense last week. So 45 yards combined. So I would just watch into that and take a look at that. With that being said, I, I think Drew Brees has some value. I think Kamara, I think Ingram have some value. Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn Jr., they all have value for the New Orleans Saints. On the other side of it, Case Keenum. Who would have thunk that this man would step in for Sam Bradford, who is out for the season, and that Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon could bond together with Delvin Cook out and not just turn this team into a playoff team. I said at the beginning of the season that this could be a team that advances to the Super Bowl. And I said that with Sam Bradford and Delvin Cook. Well, guess what, folks? This team, I will say it today, and I've said it before, can advance to the Super Bowl. And I actually have them advancing to the Super Bowl on the NFC side. So with that being said, Case Keenum, not a bad play in this one. If his back's up against the wall, I feel that he could play his way out of it. And I I just feel like this guy overall has done a lot of good things. I know Drew Brees is more of the flashy guy, but Case Keenum can get the job done. Latavius Murray is a good play. Jarek Jarek McKinnon, I'm sure you can get at a very cheap value. But Latavius has done some good things. It would be great if he was more consistent, but he has been able to get the job done from Onondaga County right here in Central New York. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, also good plays as well. Kyle Rudolph, not a bad play, but has been relatively quiet in the offense. So purify yourselves in the purify purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. I have Minnesota winning this game and moving forward. So if we are to recap, Mike has Atlanta, New England, Jacksonville, Minnesota. I have Philly, New England, Jacksonville, Minnesota. So we're only one off here from one another. And as always, Mike, I appreciate your time. I hope you enjoy your fantasy watching this week, and I very much look forward to talking with you. Probably during the game, I'll be texting you a little bit. So I look forward to talking with you soon, brother. All right, awesome. Have safe travels to Pittsburgh. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks, man. That coming from Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame, FantasyFootball.com. Much appreciation, and I am very happy to have him here on the show, as always, talking fantasy with me. We'll take our final step aside and wrap up the show in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Always happy to be here with you on the broadcast, and I want to give a special thanks in wrapping up the show to Muddy Waters in 
Baldwinsville, New York on 2 Oswego Street. Want to thank them for another great night of game show night. We had Battle of the Sexes last night. The women versus the men. The ladies versus the boys. And we finished with a victory to the ladies. So big shout out to the women that were in the game. The two teams, I want to make sure that I remember it here. The one team was the super high intensity team, was the men's team. And on the women's side, we had treat yourself and they treated themselves because they got a $25 gift certificate to muddy waters we can have as many teams as possible out there we have no cap you can have up to six players on a team you can come play by yourself or you can have another person or all the way up to six people on your team so come out to muddy waters and try something new and something different in game show night every thursday at 7 p.m and of course upstairs we have brought trivia back wake up call live trivia is back in beville and we are right there at Sammy Malone's on 2 Oswego Street above Money Waters every Tuesday at 6 p.m. So Tuesday at 6 and Thursday at 7, you know where to be. 2 Oswego Street in Beeville. Muddy Waters and Sammy Malone's. Muddy Waters on Thursday, Sammy's on Tuesday. And if you forget, you can go to wakeupcalldt.com and check it out. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be well. And know that I hope nothing but the best for you. You got my picks this week. Philadelphia as well as Jacksonville and New England, as well as Minnesota. Those are my final four. We'll see how we shake out. I'm nervous about that Atlanta pick. I really am. The more I say it, the more I get kind of, you know, like I'm going to hurt in my mouth a little bit because Atlanta's a dangerous team to bet against. So we'll see. We shall see as we go into the divisional round of the NFL. And after this, we'll know the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship It'll be coming up very, very, very soon. So be prepared, be ready. Let's have some fun with this one, folks, and a great weekend. I cannot wait to cover this game in Jacksonville with you. Jacksonville taking on Pittsburgh. Big thanks to the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, the NFL, and God most of all. Thank you so much. And my parents and my family and loved ones, my wife and my puppy and bros and sisses and everybody that's believed in me all the way up to this point. Thank you so much. God bless you, and I much appreciate it to all my dogs, Shady, Mordu, Cinnamon, to my close friends, to, you know, to, you know, to Ross, to Evan, to Nick, to Joey, to Mark, to Rob, every, to Dale, everybody. Thank you so much to mom and dad, G mama, Gammy, my pops, all three of them, uh, including my adopted grandfather and Kate's grandfather here on earth as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I do this with all my heart and all my soul and in all my mind. So I want to thank in my body too. So I thank God for all that I have and for this opportunity as always have yourselves a great day. If you want to follow on to my coverage, which you should go to wakeupcalldt.com, click on the right now page. The on the prowl page has all my Jaguars videos, interviews, stories, everything. So check me out there as well. And make sure that you are on Facebook liking the page at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. Have a great day. God bless you. Be well. And I'll talk with you soon. I'll talk with you from Pittsburgh. Just a few days. God bless you.